This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. How do you take your coffee? A little cream? Some sugar? Just black? How about with an egg? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and from WBEZ Chicago, this is Reset. In our series, Lost and Found, our producers hunt down some things that a Google search just can't find. And today, we help a listener looking for a cup of Swedish egg coffee in Chicago. Sometimes it's also called Lutheran Church Basement Coffee. If you've never heard of it, it's brewed by mashing up a whole egg with coffee grounds. That extracts the bitterness out of the coffee. Here to give us the full story is our digital engagement producer, Claire Hyman. Claire, can you tell us about the email that you got from Reset listener Elizabeth? Yes. So we got an email a couple weeks ago from Elizabeth, who's from Winfield, Illinois. And she was trying really hard for years to find a cup of this coffee. So she was doing Google searches. She was calling places in Andersonville and just couldn't find it. And she described it as an extra special coffee brewed with a cracked egg. So my interest was piqued. Immediately, right away. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so had you ever tried this before? No, no, I hadn't. Okay. Oh, my. Well, what was your game plan then? Because how do you plan to track this down? Because for me, I would be like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Where do I begin? Yeah. So I started with just people who I knew. So the first person I reached out to was my Aunt Heidi, who's Swedish. Aunt Heidi, Heidi yes. Anderson. And she takes her coffee very seriously. So she referred me to some bakeries in Andersonville, reached out to people in WBEZ who knew. I got referred to Lutheran churches. And I called everywhere that served any Swedish treat in a bunch of churches in Rockford, Illinois. Oh, my gosh. Most people hadn't heard of it. Yeah, I did take a look over at you in, in our, our cubicles there the mm-hmm. other day, and you looked pretty stressed. You were on the phone. I, I imagine yep. this, is, this was the job you were trying to Yeah, <laughs> I would off. not give up. I, I would not, because I wanted to try it, too. So You made about a 1,000 phone calls to, mm-hmm. to figure this one out. Um, so Elizabeth, who is that listener who wrote in to us, she made a lot of calls herself. Let's mm-hmm. listen. So I did. I called Oliver Andersonville and I called a couple people who I knew who were 100% Swedish that I didn't even find recipes for it. But I made all kinds of phone calls and Google searches a couple years ago to find it before my friend who told me about it died. Wow. So it sounds like she had a very personal reason, though, for, for wanting to, to find the coffee. What, what else did she share with you? Yeah. So she told me that her friend Ruby who she met from church. Ruby was around 60. Elizabeth was 40. Ruby was from Red Wing, Minnesota, and she grew up in a Swedish community there and would have this coffee a lot. She never made it herself because she wasn't one of the married women in the church. Apparently, that's who would make the coffee. Okay. And so it kind of became this sweet 
thing between both of them that they would kind of joke about. Elizabeth was a speech pathologist, and so she noticed before anyone else that Ruby was having some cognitive decline. And so they kind of got closer because of that and really walked through life together is what Elizabeth told me for years. She really wanted to find her this coffee before she died. That's that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Let's hear a little bit more of Elizabeth uh, sort of explaining how important the Swedish egg coffee became for the two of them. She had lots of memories about growing up in that church and memories about this special coffee that she would get little sips of, but because she was a young person, she was never in charge of making it. So when we would hang out, she would talk about it, and she would just explain it sort of vaguely to me. It just became this go-to thing that we could talk about that sort of soothe her and ease her. And so it made me really want it. And as she was dying, I would visit her and try to feed her lunch, and we would kind of joke about coffee, and she would look at me, and she, you know, at, to the point where she wasn't able to communicate, but she would look mm-hmm. at me with this twinkle, and in that twinkle, I knew exactly what she was saying. I want that egg coffee. It just became this little, sweet little string tied between us. Oh, my gosh. This story gets sweeter by the minute. I know. So I, I'm eager, Claire, to learn more about, you know, what you found while trying yeah. to track down this Swedish egg coffee. Stick around. We're going to bring in another guest. Uh, that's Reset's Claire Hyman. I want to turn now to someone who can give us just a little bit of history behind the drink and help explain why it's so hard to find it here in Chicago. So joining us now is Patty Rasmussen, who's co-owner and chef at Trey Kroner Cafe. That's in Andersonville. Hey, Patty, welcome to Reset. Oh, thanks so much. How are you doing? Doing well. And and I'm super intrigued, Patty. So talk to me more about the history behind Swedish egg coffee. We opened Trey Kroner in 1992, and it was a frequent request of many of our diners back then. And they were the same. They weren't exactly sure what it was, but they had just remembered it from their childhood and always at the churches. So what my theory is, is that it was a church coffee. It was something that they made maybe even a hundred years ago as a way to probably stretch the amount of coffee grounds that they had, Mm -hmm. probably to improve the flavor of not enough grounds or poor quality coffee, but you would make it in large batches. So the recipes that we found were always in like those church issued little cookbooks. You know how every oh, okay. um, Lutheran church would have their little collection that would be submitted by Mrs. Anderson or Mrs. Munson. They're all, you know, just a collection of everybody who belonged to the church and they would sell these little cookbooks to raise money for the churches. And I so see. many of the Lutheran churches, Scandinavians were for the most part Lutheran. There's also Swedish Covenant as a very uh, predominant church in the Chicago area. There's very few left. Most of the Norwegian churches are gone. It's it's harder to find these um, cookbooks, but I have quite a collection from customers over the years who have given us some. And the recipes in there are massive quantities, like for, oh, I shouldn't say massive so, quantities. So what, growing, what is the authentic recipe? Give us that. So the authentic recipe is they, they'll include uh, for six quarts of coffee, you, you crack one egg into the grounds and you crush the shell in there. And I think just from... Um, a cooking perspective, egg whites are often used in French cooking to purify stocks, to clarify the stocks. So if you have a cloudy chicken stock or veal stock, mm-hmm. you uh, the very last process is you whip up a few egg whites and pour it into the gently um, simmering stock. And all of the impurities will come to the top and settle into this kind of egg white meringue at the top. And, and you skim that off. And then you have this very clear broth. Maybe that's what they were trying to achieve as well to sort of clarify coffee. Because now 
you know, for the last 50 years, there's coffee machines, there's percolators, there's ways to brew coffee by keeping the grounds trapped out of the water. But back in the day, you boiled it, you know, you boiled the grounds in the water. So I think by cracking an egg in there with the grounds, it made it easier to strain it. Interesting. It probably purified it. And I think it removed some of the acid. So probably improved the flavor of, of the coffee. But now you can see recipes online where they'll crack an entire egg for one cup of coffee, you know, and you pour it through your French press. Yeah. That's a lot of raw egg in one cup. So I want to be clear. Is is this drink popular in Sweden or is this a Swedish American thing? I think it's a totally Swedish American thing. I've never um, seen it or nobody's that I know of in Sweden and Norway. My dad was from Norway, Uh but we travel often to Sweden and it's, Swedes definitely, you know, their coffee hour, they're sort of like the British with their tea time. The Swedes have um, coffee rituals and it's called fika. Everybody, whether you're, you know, a street sweeper to a physician at a hospital, you take fika several times a day. You take your coffee break and they like coffee very, very strong. So I'm guessing probably Scandinavian Americans to improve maybe the quality of the coffee without adding too many more grounds for yeah. economic reasons. Maybe they came up with this idea. Yeah. And yeah. it's so hard to find, right? Is it is it because restaurants don't want to serve that raw yeah, egg? Yeah, well, you know, raw egg with salmonella, there's all mm-hmm. those issues. And it's just really not very practical to serve some people egg coffee and some people not if you're cracking an egg into the grounds, you know. So I'm guessing just for practical reasons. But who knows? It could trend if if we figure out a way to do it per cup, you know. Have you ever served I it have, at Trey Crona? I, We've never served it. Never served it. You know how many people told us to call you? (laughs) People told people told (laughs) Claire to reach out to you. Phone calls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We do get a lot of phone calls about it, but it was so much less so now than as opposed to thirty years ago. So I think it is. You know, probably Elizabeth's friend represents sort of the generation that grew up with it, and they're slowly dying out. Yeah. So I think it's a cultural food that's probably worth preserving for nostalgic purposes and just, you know, for cultural heritage or food heritage, you know, it would be worth preserving it. Yeah. So maybe we should come up with a a weekly special of the Swedish (laughs) coffee. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Well, our producer Claire sent you a video of her process when she was making this coffee. Yeah. So so what do you, what do you think, Patty? Was her form on point? It was spot on. Yeah, totally on point. The only thing I noticed was that she used the whole egg. um, And I did try it that way. And it's good. I mean, it totally, it does clean the coffee. The coffee is still a little bit cloudy, like with the stock. And if you use just egg whites, it makes that stock almost that you could see through it. You know, it's very clear. But with when you use the whole egg, it's going to leave a little bit of cloudiness to it. That is Patty Rasmussen, co-owner and chef of Trey Kroner. Thank you, Patty. Yeah, thanks so much. Reset producer Claire Hyman is still with us. How are you feeling? Patty said you you did a good job. I'm so happy right now. Though since we couldn't find a place that made it, I just decided I needed to learn to make it myself. So thank you so much, Chef Patty. (laughs) And I know you enlisted some help from a friend. Uh, We'll let him introduce himself. My name is Quinn. I am a barista. I've been a barista for five years, and I work here at Groundswell as the operations lead. Quinn, have you ever made Swedish egg coffee before? No. I think the first time I ever heard of it was literally listening to Reset while I was doing a delivery, which was like last week. And then you texted me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you heard about it here on this yeah. show. Yeah. So since he hasn't made it before, did he use a recipe? Yes. So we tried out a couple different kinds. We tried out one that made the big vat of coffee, which Patty was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then we also tried one that kind of made about two cups. So this is the type that 
I think people would be more likely to make it home. And then Quinn tried his own, which was in kind of a pour-over contraption. So one was a HuffPost recipe. The other one was on from this place called Spruce Eats. Okay. And then the third was Quinn's invention. Quinn's invention. All right, let's listen to how this process went because I'm, I'm truly dying to know. This is from when you were making that big vat of coffee. Right. Nine cups of water bring into a boil. So we're going to do that. Three quarters cup of coffee grounds. My fear is cooking the egg. I think I'm going to crack it into there and then just drop the shell in. From this point, we're just going to add the little mass of of coffee and egg and then let it simmer for three minutes. Pour in a cup of cold water and then let it sit for 10 minutes. And then you just sieve it out. Okay, now let's uh, have a little taste, shall we? Uh, It's like really, really mild. I mean, I knew it would be the ratio. One to 50 is, like, absurd. So it's mostly water. I mean, it certainly doesn't taste eggy. There's no... It doesn't... It's not eggy. Um, I'm getting a little yolk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this. That's my biggest beef with coffee is, is the bitterness. So I would say this is pretty good. <laughs> so it sounds like... You like the drink. Yeah, I loved it. And I know that you're not a coffee drinker, Sasha. I'm not. So I honestly think if it's going to be anything, it might be Swedish egg coffee for you. <laughs> Are you making Swedish egg coffee every morning? Because that's the only thing that would convince me. Is so it? I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> but I think I really, really liked it. It was very sweet, very smooth. Mm-hmm. So I recommend it, but I'm not there yet. Not there yet. Well, what'd you learn from this investigation? It was just so great getting to hear Elizabeth's story with her friend Ruby and how this was such a important part of their friendship and an inside joke that, you know, we got to explore. And the thing is, I, I saw Elizabeth's in- initial email. Yeah. It was maybe three, four sentences. But once you made that phone call and reached out to her, it was a whole story there. Yeah. There's a whole backstory. Yeah. I love that. So great. This episode of Reset was produced by Claire Hyman and it was edited by Ethan Schwab. If you've got something that you just cannot find on your own, leave us a voicemail at 888-915-9945 and we may just put Claire on the case. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.